Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. My ass may be dumb, but I ain't no dumb ass. Right, Soph? Yeah, so classic Samuel Jackson line there from today's film that we're going to be talking about, which is... Jackie Brown. So I haven't actually seen Jackie Brown before, but I know you. this is a revisit for you, isn't it, Paul? And you, the first kind of outlook on it wasn't so great. Yes. So I've only seen it maybe once or twice when I was a lot younger. Maybe I didn't really appreciate it as much. So I kind of want to re- revisit it with a more like critical mind and more appreciation for longer films I suppose oh it is lengthy isn't it like two hours and something it's certainly shorter than Pulp Fiction by maybe half an hour (laughs) and I know we'd covered Reservoir Dogs Mm -hmm. for the first proper full-length episode of our podcast and then a couple months or so afterwards we looked at Pulp Fiction yeah so in my head, it's kind of like going through the chronological order of Tarantino's filmography. So this was the next step in that. Oh, okay. So that's why we went for this one. And then obviously we'll go through these, these films as we go through and see what you make of those as well. Yeah, no, I'm really glad that we've actually started this. I think, to be fair, though, because obviously now I know of Reservoir Dogs and I know of Pulp Fiction, I don't know how special Jackie Brown was for me um, personally. Gosh, I went through so confused states of mind, which I know that sounds really strange because in Pulp Fiction, there is a little bit of the story, you get to build the characters. There's still a little bit of questioning here and there, but it's not predictable, but it's somewhat of an easier watch, whereas I feel like Jackie Brown was a little bit of a heavy content watch for me. It's definitely a different approach from Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction because of the fact it's got the snappy dialogue but there's there's not so much the gun-toting, slick, yeah. you know, action things and stunts and all that stuff that those two have going mm. for it. So I think that was kind of like what my mindset was when I was younger, expecting something on a similar vein to that and thinking, hmm, this is a bit of a slog. Yeah. Really. I think I know what you're meaning, and I think it's... The snappy dialogue's brilliant, but it is constant throughout, so I think the action a little bit breaks that up whereas I was like wanting to pause a little bit just to get the conversation in my head and understand what had been said until then we went on to another snappy conversation of what was the plan and Jackie is such a brilliant character very strong lead yeah 100% but I don't believe a word that comes out of her mouth like is is she siding with the cops is she friends with Samuel or or Dell is she fancying even max cherry one bit like i don't actually know where her heart her genuine heart is like because she's so good at making everybody believe that she's on their side and what side actually she's on it kind of gets a bit blurred for me because she's 
that convincing when she's portraying it. And obviously she's got to be, but it's like she's got a split personality about four different women. Four different women? Yeah, of her. So, like, basically she's, like, four different women when she's around people. So she's obviously a true self when she's with herself. Then with Max Cherry, she's fluttering her eyelashes. <laughs> then with Odell, she's, like, this badass boss lady. And then with the cops, she's like, oh, woe is me, damsel in distress. It's like, who are you? <laughs> Which one is actually the real Jackie Brown? I don't think I still know. Yes, it's in complex in that sense, and it's it's trying to just flit around with like the scenarios that when she's with the people, that it's kind of like right, you're saying this to that person, mm-hmm. and then it's like following up that with this conversation with that person. It's like hmm. which one's hmm. true? Yeah, which one's, yeah. Which who is she? So I'm sat there thinking, who is she actually lied to here? Is she lying to Odell? Is she lying to the cops? Is she lying to Max? It's like... I definitely think the main stronghold with her and the the relationship she has is with Max Cherry in this. And Mm -hmm. he's very much almost immediately smitten with her. I don't know why. Is that... There's that musical cue that kind of signifies <laughs> that in that, that kind of like Ooh, love at first sight type way. In fact, that she's so far off in the distance, she's walking down from the prison thing. And yeah, that sounds some... such a romantic scene. Oh, I've just come out of prison. And, and I love you. Yeah, it's like so weird. And it's like, then he's the zooming on the eyes as well seems a little yeah. bit unnerving for me. It's like a bit creepy. Like he's like uh, well, besotted, just... but like yeah, she hasn't even said hello to you yet. Well, it's not like, Mouth agape and like, no, eyes but it's wide just... and everything, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's very, what's the word? Um, very soft faced anyway. In mm. the way, so he's kind of like that sort of reassurance that he has of an older gentleman. So he's not. Oh no, it's not nothing strange, but it's just the close up of his eyes that are like, and I just found that a bit comical for me. I know it's meant to be like this nice love scene or something, and I'm like, you you don't know her. What how? And the fact that she's just come out of prison, it's like, oh, yeah, that would be definitely on my bucket list to date somebody who's just come out of prison. I don't know him, and now I'm falling head over heels for him. <laughs> so we mentioned about Samuel Jackson's character, Ordell, mm-hmm. who after we meet shortly after the sort of intro sequence, for, and for a good 30 minutes or so, his main focus is not Jackie mm-hmm. Brown at all. Yeah, so I kind of halfway through. Obviously, you see Jackie Brown on the. Is that the one as escalator things in the airport? Yeah, she's an that... air hostess, isn't she, or a trolley yeah. dolly? Yeah, but for a cheap airline. And at that point, you you see this like mosaic pattern on the wall in the background. It's quite a visually good mm. camera shot, and also you've got that fantastic opening <laughs> song that won't be able to get in my head for a couple oh. of days now. It's a nightmare. I keep humming it, but I'm humming it wrong or I'm singing it wrong in my head, but it's there. It's like... Oh, but it's a very good song, though. Yeah, but not when you're trying to sleep, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of get to know nothing about Jackie Brown until half an hour within. Because yeah. I even said to you, well, why is it called Jackie Brown when, like, Samuel's, like, your main man here? Um Quite interesting to see Samuel Jackson's character the way he was. Yeah, play a villain. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen him as a villain type, mm. really. Like, I know he's in... Isn't he? He's, with, he's in um, Pulp Fiction, isn't he? He's in Pulp Fiction, yes. I don't know if I really... 
he's a bad guy of sorts in that, but I don't really see him no, as a true one. It's, it's odd I, for that one, isn't I know, it? But, that's what I mean, because that's the only other role I can kind of think in my head that is somewhat semi-baddie-ish, but this is like a full-on baddie role in Jackie Brown, isn't mm-hmm. it? And weirdly, I love how he delivers it. He's like solid like deliverance. And I would say I actually prefer him over Jackie Brown a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because of the way, because it's Samuel Jackson, Samuel. and just it, it, it brings it home, doesn't he? he really. Does, yeah. Whereas you've got Robert De Niro is in is Lewis, he's... And, and he's very very side characterish, and you didn't say a great deal, but it comes off very much like just a bit wasted talent, really. I feel like, and he doesn't really have a great deal to do. It's kind of mumble. He's just insipid. Yeah, it's weird. like it just. I know he's only just come out of prison, but it feels like he's scared about everything. It's very jittery. Yeah. And he doesn't really have any oomph about him. Like, he's been scarred for life, pretty much. So it's like, why the hell are you going back into it then if you don't have the balls to kind of go throughout it? I think it was a bit of a weird relationship he had with Mel as well, or Melanie. I don't really know how I felt about her as a character. All I know is about her is get your feet away from a drink <laughs> yeah or my body in general i can't be doing with you know me well sophie knows that i don't like feet in my face or would... touching me and it's just a very just like no just, so that's just let's get away <laughs> it's one of paul's downfalls so like for example you know if you've had a hard day you wanted a foot massage and paul would not touch my feet at all even if i probably had glass in my feet i'd have to sort it out myself because he's that freaked out about feet i don't no, I get think, it i think i would in that situation no i don't out, think you would you'd I'd be like yeah but... you'd make the matter worse because you'd be screaming around and shoving it in me foot more somewhat because you just like don't like feet so i do wind him up and try and shove my feet in your face don't i if you're annoying me but i can't be doing with having you know just feet in my face and it's and that's that's Close up shot over the thing near, very near the glass is just like, no. But he has a foot fetish, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> Any chance he gets, he'll show him off. So he'd give me a foot massage then? He would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. And even I, I, don't, I don't mind feet. Like Paul has hobbit feet, but I still would touch his feet. You know, mine aren't even hairy, but. Um, I still found that a little bit repulsing for me. It was the toenails, the way that, even though she had pretty feet, it was, you know, it, but, oh, no, it wasn't that pleasant. Hmm. Her character, is obviously it's like the stoner surfer girl type. Well, thing. Samuel Jackson says that enough times, yeah. doesn't he, pretty much? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, their relationship is a bit odd with her and Lewis, anyway. It's, it's so bizarre because she... I'm guessing she's Samuel's girlfriend somewhat. Like, Well, it, even he says it's kind of just like a bit on the side type of thing mm, anyway, so it's... it's but um, he kind of... I think he's she's the favourite one out of all the bits on the yeah. side he's got. And she'll sleep around with any man that Samuel brings back. So there's obviously a lack of trust, but he still tells her everything because he knows, I think, her predictableness, I guess. Uh-huh. He know Samuel thinks or Odell thinks he knows every card that she's gonna play or how she would react. But yeah. I just don't feel like I would want her around. I would not trust her. Yeah, well he like says well he says you can't Odell or Samuel Jackson characters even says you can't trust Melanie, but you can trust Melanie to be Melanie. So it's 
it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, just be careful around her, but, you know, she's kind of a safe bet anyway. She's not going to be too... She's going to tell you what she's going to do yeah. anyways, or yeah. it's going to be obvious Yeah, it's of what she wants to do. So it's kind of, initially you get this feeling of Samuel Jackson becoming a bad guy. So, for example, when he initially comes across as a good man, like getting the first guy out of prison. Yeah. Until he asks him to do him a favour and asks him to get into his trunk car, drives literally like two minutes away and then shoots this poor man. So it's like, why have you paid $10,000 to get him out of jail? It's really just to sort out a loose end in his thing because if he goes to prison and blabs or something and gets cops on him, then he'll end up in jail mm. for, you know, because of the whole gun thing that he's smuggling in. And Do you know, I'd rather yeah. have the $10,000. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I guess I'm not doing anything wrong, so I'd <laughs> yeah. rather just have the money. But Wouldn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was just quite heavy so it's one of those films where you really have to concentrate so we actually broke it into a little bit of intervals didn't you for me yeah i thought it would be the best way to do even though it's probably not the best way you obviously if you're in the cinema you just sit through it but Mm. i think in kind of like as i've as i have done in the past you know broken it in bits digest part of it and then come back to another later date and I think we had a good pausing point of where we kind of saw Jackie kind of getting into her role of being a bit manipulative with the cops yeah mm. and yeah. seeing how it's going to somewhat semi pan out mm-hmm. but you still don't know for sure yeah until the very end but I feel like with her her entire livelihood kind of rides on this whole this deal coming yeah. off really because she kind of says to the cops when they take her in for fine out that she's been got this fifty thousand dollars and then there's also some coke been thrown in the bottom of the bag as well so there's taken her in for that she's like 44 years old and it's a bit too late in the day for her to be starting up her whole life again you know for mm. on the basis of something you know if she didn't go back into work to this crappy little airline that she works at now because of a previous incident with the police her life's going to fall apart and she'll have absolutely nothing thing and she's like i don't want to be doing that so everything in this deal has to go right almost like a like a heist movie for them to be able to get on with their life properly yeah or make a fresh start yeah because she even said that actually she would rather have adele i think probably kill her than her lose of her job and suffer and not have to be in a really crappy job or not get one at all, yeah. you know, and not pay her enough money and just, just having that daily struggle, especially as well, because obviously I think they do within this movie play on the truth of like, obviously in America with black people around that era as well, like kind of the cops, they still do it now. Like, yeah, things haven't changed sadly, but it's a case of they, they will target them and say that oh and make it worse and actually i think that's what she was more fearful of that well i've done it i've been in prison twice now i'm not going to have another chance and nobody will ever give me another chance especially Mm. because of it so i think that's how tarantino's probably written the character as well because the film is based on a book called rum punch Mm -hmm. which the film is set around but the difference of the film as is set in la jackie's surname is different and it's just played as a black woman rather than a white blonde female. So okay. I think that's maybe played on 
that a little bit more on, you know, with the, obviously the music that we're yes. playing throughout the film and the, the way that the dialogue goes and, you know, especially Samuel L. Jackson dropping the N-word every other second. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit like, oh, okay, then this is happening a lot. <laughs> I guess not, not that it's acceptable to anyone to call anybody that, but I guess if you kind of calling each other it, it's not as bad as somebody else calling you, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, that did take me a little bit by surprise. <laughs> also, Samuel Jackson does deliver it quite quite well. It's a bit comical the way he says it, though. Yeah. It does make me chuckle. Yeah, you can't say that his the way his dialogues are written isn't funny. It's just the way it's just the way the mannerism of doing it. It's, it's just it's brilliant. Yeah. Anything he says though is fantastic. He could say toilet roll and make it sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. Um, with the thing of the music, there's the way that Max Cherry is listening to what Jackie Brown's playing at mm-hmm. her apartment, and he's like, "Oh, this sounds good," kind of thing. And then shortly after, he's then going into a records shop and picking up a cassette tape of the what he's been listening to at there. So there's that kind of like the way. I've, there's two things there. There's the way the way that I've like a guy would go, oh, this girl likes this music, I'll get into that music and mm. grow to like it as well because she likes it, that kind of thing. So there's yeah. that relationship. And also there's the the whole, I want to say, black-orientated music mm-hmm. is, can be enjoyed by anyone, really. Well, that was kind of um, in a later scene with Samuel Jackson, wasn't it, and Max Cherry when they were in the car just at the back end and they put the tape on. And he was quite surprised that he was listening to that kind of music. And it is, is it like a Motown-y kind of yeah, feel? Yeah, Delphonics, yeah, so of, of that era. I think it's kind of been of the sort of 70s vibe mm. anyway, even though it's this film set in the 1995, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. but it does have that kind of 70s yeah. feel and vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I just think, well, it does show anyone, you can, people are diverse and you can be. Liking different music, and well, I me, know me, me myself. I've I went through a phase of just liking hip hop music exclusively, but um, you're yeah. quite eclectic, actually. You do like a bit of Motown as well, don't you? Yeah, oh. still do. So yeah, yes, yeah, just good music. So going into more in depth of Jackie's story and her trickster ways, mm-hmm. so to speak, what's panning out is Jackie is acting to the cops that she's going to basically give Odell to the cops, isn't she? Yeah. By doing that, she has said that she still needs the right to travel, which will help her with her job. And they say she's kind of going to do a mission for Odell. So she's kind of siding with Odell saying, oh, I'm going to get your money for you and take it on. And we're going to do it under the cops' nose and kind of pull a tricked mm-hmm. thing on them. Kind of saying that she's putting herself on a limb for him, so to speak, and that the friends... Yeah. Because he does come over, doesn't he, to initially wanting to kill her, basically. Yeah, like he did to Beaumont, Chris Tucker's character, and mm-hmm. like, you know, he shoots him in the back of the trunk. <laughs> so he tries to pull the same stunt on him, you know, bail her out, and then go to the their apartment in the dark and try and quietly shoot her, but then she goes there and like, no, 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 this isn't happening, kind of yeah. thing. So that's the good... I love assassin power from the character there, <laughs> yeah. which is good. Nice 
twist on that. Especially because she's a woman as well. So it's like... she's Quite empowering. Yeah. yeah. She's already seen it coming as well before he's even... She's one step ahead of him. And I love that about her because she's not taking any crap really, is yeah. she? She's just going to literally fight for what she's wanting because it's not her fault that she's in jail. No, or... she's doing it for him to get the money from yeah. Mexico. And it's like, yeah, you put me in this situation. I'm not going to take any of this. And the drugs as well and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. she's been falsely accused. However, then you've got the relationship with Max Cherry and that seems the most genuine one. Yeah. And he is kind of helping her out with this deal. So you kind of initially, I thought in my head, I don't know if you got it, that she was actually was going to tell the top cops the truth and she just wanted to clear her name and get Odell into prison or something, whatever. Mm. That's how I saw it panning out. Yeah. I didn't actually think she would then want the money for herself that bit kind of put a spanner in my works a little bit. Mm. I don't know how you felt initially when you first watched it, if what you thought. Yeah, obviously I didn't know as to what to really expect, but I feel like there's always going to be that sort of like in the back of your mind thinking, mm. well, you've got all this money, That how is there not that temptation? Like she does say to the cop, have you, have you been tempted by just taking a little bit? Which I think anybody in, those, in these type of films might sway that way there's always going to be some like ha oh, i'm going to take that money and steal it from you kind of thing because how would you what well, if you were in that situation unless i knew i was going to get a clean getaway somehow and like no one could ever find me some in some regard really cover my tracks i don't think i'd try and take a whole load of it because or I, any of no. it because i feel like it's going to bite me on the ass later it'd be money that i haven't earned so i felt like the temptation don't get me wrong the temptation it's, would be there yeah but would a would I have the strength and the sass that Jackie mm -hmm. Brown has? Probably not to be able to deliver it. Um, I can't lie for toffee. I would literally just crumble. But even, I would just think, you know what? If I just took a hundred bill, what would what would that do? You know? Yeah, but they wouldn't miss it, would they? They're not going to shoot me either for a hundred pounds. Well, you never know with these characters, <laughs> do. You? Wouldn't run the risk, to be honest. Mm, true. You know, it's probably not worth you livelihood no i probably could wait yeah. until i got paid i guess <laughs> <laughs> so when obviously this money transaction goes down there's sort of like similar vein of pulp fiction we have these different sequence mm. of events shown from different perspectives yeah that was quite clever initially i did go to you though why are they repeating what we've just seen yeah. what's going on and then i was like ah okay because initially it starts with jackie going in and saying but obviously it's like from her view and yeah. then it's like from a, the Lewis and Mel's view. Yeah. But you still see Jackie going in initially, so it's the same shot, it feels. Yeah, just from a different camera angle. angle. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Until yeah. I saw we were kind of... Replaying it, yeah. Replaying it and going into more content for them guys. Mm -hmm. And then obviously we did it for Max Cherry as well. Mm -hmm. And I quite enjoyed, I know it sounds bad, the Lewis and Mel, they're so making it obvious aren't they that they're not where they should be they don't belong in the store they don't seem cool calm and collective they're really really jittery and well, certainly lewis is anyway he's in a bit of a huff anyway and she's like oh, what are you doing come on like yeah he's like come on just go over it kind of thing yeah but then actually so, that's making it worse and then she's like get off me yeah and then it's like you're drawing more attention to yourself it's a surprise that that wouldn't if that was a normal shot it wasn't that busy anyway in that shop anyway 
which I'm sure he'd have got escorted out. Like, yeah. if that was going to carry on, he'd be like, excuse me, what are you doing to her? Uh-huh. Um, well, he does, does do something to her anyway. And you know, he kind of snaps. He does. I, I don't blame him, to be honest. She's been a pain in the bottom, but there's no reason to kill anybody. But it's like she's tormenting him and teasing him, thinking yeah. it's funny. So what does he do wrong initially? If he gets, to, I know he forgets where he's parked in his car, yeah. but he does something else wrong. It's like, oh, he wants the bag. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't trust her carrying the bag, even though she's the one that's had to go in and get it, you know, and do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. And then... He basically, she's twittering on saying, oh, this is really clever, really, really streamlined kind of procedure. Yeah, how did, you, how did you get out of prison and find the car the first time when you did that kind of stuff? And it's Probably because we didn't park in a <laughs> mall park. Because, come on, to be fair. Yeah, we've all been there. Like, oh, where? I forgot where. Which it, bay I'm in or whatever. Yeah, especially, like, if you come out of a different floor or something like that, it can be confusing. But Not, not that we're saying... You should shoot someone if <laughs> no. they wind you up or abuse them or in any I, way. I'm but... pretty sure I'd be dead by now, Paul, if that were the case, if that's how you panned out. Because <laughs> I do tease you a lot. And like you so easily wound up, though, you are. It's really funny for me to do. So I kind of get Mel a little bit, like her sarcasm like reminds me a little bit of me sometimes when I can be a little bit of a pain in the bottom. Hmm. But I don't think she deserved to be shot really that that really took me by surprise yeah there was a sucker punch there yeah, yeah i was like what the hell and i'm thinking oh well odell is not going to be a happy bunny now and he's not really kind of thing or he kind of comes across that way it's kind of like oh well if you got it it had to be done it had to be done type of thing he's not too down trodden on it but... it was a bit surprised but then i think he was okay because he still knew he had his money until he realized he hasn't really got <laughs> he hasn't really got his money he'd got a couple of i thought 50 grand or something yeah, it was supposed to be 50,000, half a million, but it was, I don't even know, maybe five or something like that, a very small amount, and the rest were just books. Yeah. Well, if you like reading, it's all right, isn't it? I've been thinking, well, at least she, she gave you some. She could have taken it all. Yeah, but I think it's a trickery with most of these heist things. You know, you put some of the bills on top and then fill the rest of it with the heavy, like, bricks or something mm. just to cover up the fact and make it seem like they've got the case of money there, but you should always check. Really, at your earliest convenience, if you can do something like that. <laughs> a little note from Paul on how to exchange yeah, incorrupted money. money. <laughs> so, shortly after, Odell decides to shoot Lewis. Yeah. I Which, kind of just I didn't... Stuff with him and kind of like, oh, you're just... A waste of space. Place. Yeah. Pretty much. I didn't really miss him and I didn't really add any value to him. And I knew that Odell was going to do that. It was like quite... Yeah, Obvious. he kind of took the glove out of the glove compartment and it's kind of like this moment of pause where he's kind of like, as if he's like thinking about, I'm going to do this to him or not. I'd mm. kind of forgotten whether it was going to be a swift, like there and then kind of thing, but it kind of carries on talking and then shoots him in like nuts or the chest or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He does. And he initially figures out what Jackie Brown's kind of done. Funny. And he kind of, I'm thinking, oh, she's a deader now. She's she's going to be next. Mm-hmm. I, I did think, actually, Ardell was going to mm-hmm. kind of kill everybody off. That's how I, and he'd be like the last man standing. Mm-hmm. But luckily, that's not how it happens. And luckily, it's a bit of a spoiler, is it? It's an old film, but yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, kind of the opposite, really. Yeah, it's kind of like a, I guess, a happy ending in a sense. 
For Jackie, yeah. at least, anyway. I still don't think she deserves it, though. I know that sounds horrible. Like, Yeah, it is kind of like, do you, is there a really good guy at the end of this? Mm, yeah, it well, it's a bit bittersweet because it's like, you know, like normally I root for a character and I'm like, oh, yeah, go on, girl. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way about her because mm-hmm. she'd been such a trickster. It was like, I even didn't think she deserved Max Cherry in the end. Well, that's kind of like a vague thing anyway because he kind of doesn't really get her the end he kind of gets a kiss that's about it for their relationship and it's nothing more and then she kind of goes off to spain mm. and there's that sort of shot where he's, he's on the he's on the phone and then he's finished up that phone call and then the music starts playing up again what we started with and the, the camera starts going blurry so it's kind of like is that like you know his future is a bit blurry as to what that means for them perhaps. i don't think it will pan out the way he wants and i don't think he no. deserves to have her in his life, really. He'll be better off without her. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's a lack of trust a little bit. I know they're a partnership and they did kind of do well, yeah. but... She was most loyal to him. Yeah, but after seeing somebody deceiting that many people, wouldn't that trickle into you? Like, so if I were really good at lying, lied to everybody else, but I don't lie to you, it's like, well, how do I know that's actually true? I'd find that really tricky. To not trust, I wouldn't trust her as far as I could throw her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, don't go near Jackie Brown. That's what I've learned. <laughs> so I think for me, it's not my favorite Quentin Tarantino film, but I would say I enjoyed it. There's a lot of twists and turns to it, but I still think I'm more a Pulp Fiction girl. I think that's my. If you have to ask me, mm-hmm. then I'd say Reservoir Dogs, then Jackie Brown. I think from what you've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably in the same ballpark as where I was. Or maybe most people as well. Maybe first initially watching you, it was high benchmark mm-hmm. of what Pulp Fiction was. Reservoir Dogs was a fantastic start to his career. Pulp Fiction is like one of the best. Yeah. And then this kind of like does meander down a little bit. But... I think it still has brilliant content, but yeah, because your expectations and the fact that you're comparing, I guess, and no, we shouldn't, but when you have that high hope of a film and then it's like, this one's just a little bit more mediocre. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's poor, but obviously when it's compared to something, it kind of makes it not feel as special, sadly. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't do that, but I did. I'd kind of got it into my head, oh, it's going to be a really good watch. And it is, but I think as well, you didn't have the characters. Like I really, really enjoyed the characters in Pulp Fiction, even though they weren't really good people sometimes. Yeah, and these ones are a bit... You get the length to develop them in, in this one, which is fine. But I do agree with you. The fact that it's, this time watching it was a lot more enjoyable than what I remember seeing back in the day. But I do think maybe a couple of 20, 30 minutes could have been shaved off a little, little bit and you still would have got... The gist of it. The gist of everything, yeah. So, Are you ready to give it a score then? I think so, yeah. Um, I'm not going to underscore it too badly. I think I'm probably going to say it's roughly going to be a seven for me. I can't score it an eight or a nine just because I don't think I would really go back to rewatch. I know that sounds bad. Hmm. Just from an enjoyable perspective, it just seems a lot of content, quite heavy involved. And if it's a case of also, I don't really have an attachment or a connection to any of the characters apart from Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. and he's a baddie and mm-hmm. he dies 
So it's like, why would I want to watch that? I guess. <laughs> so that's my kind of logic. But I think brilliant film, but compared to Pulp Fiction, just go watch mm. Pulp Fiction. That yeah. that would be my <laughs> okay. word of advice. Yeah, yeah, I sort of agree with you on that. I'd definitely, if someone was to be introduced to it, the first two films are definitely up there. For me, in, for a score, and I think I'm I'm going to put it at the same score as you, seven. Woo! I think I'm trying to think maybe for back when I first saw it, it might have, if I was to score it anyway, mm. it might have been a six. Really? Because I, I didn't get a great deal out of it from the first time or the second time watching it. So, so actually I'm being quite generous then to say this oh, is my yeah. first watch. Yeah, yeah I'd def- definitely say so, yeah. So it's good that it's not like a really low one. No, I think it's just middle for diddle. It's one of those where it's like, I probably am going to forget I've watched it. I know, I know that sounds horrible. This is such a me thing yeah. where, like, if it doesn't leave a mark or doesn't leave me yeah. emotionally connected. It has its merits on some parts. It'll but... just go into Sophie's little archive head and especially my brain can't contain that much information <laughs> and eventually it will filter out. You know, like in, um, what's it called? When you have joy and you've got sadness and it's the... Yeah, inside out. Inside out. And it will pop out, you know, like somebody will do some storage cleaning yeah. and it will eventually just drop out and I'll forget yeah. that I've watched it. I'll be like, oh, Jackie Brown, that yeah. sounds familiar. Hmm. Mm. What's that film again, Paul? And you'll be like, really, Sophie, you just reviewed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I say this, Tarantino's only done about 10 in total now. So there's only a small filmography he's done. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see as we go through mm. how other ones compare. Yeah, to... we'll have to do like a little score. Grid to see. Next one that we do when we come to it is really good. I think you probably will enjoy it, even though it's in two parts. Kill Bill 1 and 2. Third that. Is it a blonde-haired person in a suit? Correct. Why do I know this? I haven't seen it. (laughs) Why do I know that? I think there was a Strictly dance with... I love how that's always your reference to things. It's movie Anything. week. When there's a movie week on Strictly, I'm like, I don't know that film. And then I'm like, oh, I'll have a Google. And I'm like, oh, okay. I think that's what it was. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there was any blood or violence in that dance. So they, She had a sword. Mm. Is that right? She does, yeah. She has a sword. <laughs> so it'll be a few months or so down the line when we'll look into that. But I'm quite looking forward to going to these later ones. Yeah. So obviously we're going to be going into Feb, or we'll be in Feb when this is released. Yep. So we'll have to have some lovey-dovey ones, won't we, for Valentine's Day, yeah, Paul? Yep. I think one of them will be, as we approach Valentine's Day, there'll be the notebook that we missed out on doing from the the first month of this year. So, Even though I'm not complaining because Singing in the Rain was amazing, I would watch that again, like mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. And I know I only started watching it at the beginning of the the month, so yeah. that says something. It speaks volumes. Whereas Jackie Brown, I, I could rather. You know, th- do you think maybe a couple of years before you re- revisit yeah. again? I think yeah, it's it won't be like those. a keen rewatch. Yeah, I agree on that one. Yeah, sorry if people think it's one of the the best or it's up there with Pulp Fiction, but I don't think it is. Sadly, no, not really. No. Um. But I do hope that you've enjoyed what we've had to say. Definitely go and give it a watch for yourself and see what you think and see if you can relate to what we have said or if you've already watched it, let us know. Maybe show us where we've missed something that might have been spectacular. But 
I always am interested to see other people's points of views on these no, things. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I also do get slightly swayed if you are quite <laughs> good at bullying it up. You might convince me. Um, <laughs> you you can do that to me, can't you? Where I have like, oh, this was rubbish. And then you're like, well, actually, so there was this bit and this bit. It's always good to have a bit of context with things sometimes to open your mind up to certain things for a different perspective. Excuse yeah. me, you've opened my mind up very much. So I think my mind is big enough now. <laughs> <laughs> There was room for improvement. I guess you're right. Yeah. With that being said, you can check out all our other episodes on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you might get your podcasts from. And, of course, we are active on Instagram and Twitter under the handle SP underscore Film Viewers. We are also on Facebook, but, to be honest, those two are the main places where we to contact us really for anything secretly i would say definitely do it on instagram oh, yeah if you do want to talk to us because that, we're always on that paul is doing so much hard work into it we've actually got 400 followers now 400 plus yeah yeah so thank you so much for obviously looking at all the content that paul lovingly puts on there and i just end up spamming an odd picture of us and <laughs> now and again and the odd story and things yeah yeah so. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.